and being directed by his creator. Creator. So David knew God. Sally or Pet? Personally. It's right there. David knew God personally. Psalm 23, verse 1. Is that you, Tim? Can you go able? You want to pass? That's all right. Finish it out. He restoreth. All right. To David, the Lord was just not a shepherd. The Lord was his shepherd. He took care of everything David needed personally. He led David personally to the green pastures and the still waters when he needed provision. He restored David's soul personally when he was troubled and needed reassurance. He led David in, path, in the paths of righteousness personally when he needed guidance. 1 Samuel chapter 17, 34 through 37. Yeah, let's just do one first. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the armies of the living God. In this passage, David was recounting to Saul how the Lord had previously intervened on his behalf during times of danger, and so he had confidence... The Lord would do the same now and protect him as he stood against Goliath. David declared, the Lord will deliver me. His God was a personal God. David's personal relationship with God was evident to those around him. 1 Samuel 18, 12 through 15 speaks of the fear Saul suffered because of the special relationship David had with God. We see David's personal relationship to God in that when David asked God questions, God answered him. 1 Samuel 23, 1 through 5. We see it also when David was willing to allow God to be the judge of those who wronged him in 1 Samuel 24, 12 through 15 and 2 Samuel 16, 10 through 12. David knew God personally. We could turn to passage after passage in the life of David and read about his personal relationship with God. We could turn to many, many other Psalms and see David's heart for God. But David's relationship with God and his heart for God came about first because David personally knew God. Saul, later the Apostle Paul, knew all about God. In Philippians 3, 5 through 6, he described himself this way.
He knew all about God, he thought, until he met him personally in the person of Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. In one blinding flash of light, everything was changed, and the man who became known as the Apostle Paul was never the same again. From that point on, it became Paul's overwhelming desire to know God. Philippians 3.10, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. If we are to walk with God, we must endeavor first, personally, to know him as David did. All right. David knew God how? Intimately. Psalm 23, 4 through 6. Just kind of a little note here, you know. That's what David had was stability. Um, you know, no matter what was going on, the situations, I mean, facing tough situations, he was stable in God. That's something we don't see a lot of in the church today. We see a lot of instability and concern and fear and worry. But I think it's due to a lack of, first of all, knowing God personally. Maybe they're not even saved. Number two, to know God intimately to have experienced things and to to have that confidence so david knew god intimately he came to know god in a way that people do only when they experience tough times and suffering when everything's going smoothly in our lives it becomes easy to take god for granted we may know him personally but often the relationship becomes casual and routine we get too comfortable we have our devotional time we are faithful in church and we do what we can do to serve him but we get into a spiritual rut and that intensity isn't there. David had some storms in his life. He became a big hero after he killed Goliath, and he became the object of Saul's jealousy, and then his hatred. For most of the rest of 1 Samuel, we read about David on the run. As David walked through the valley of the shadow of death, he got to know God intimately. Though he was in the presence of evil, he learned that he didn't have to fear it because God was with him. The presence of God is more powerful than the presence of evil, but it's only in the presence of evil that we really learn that. In Psalm 23, 4, David said that his shepherd's rod and staff were a comfort to him. What was the rod? It was like a club. The rod was what the shepherd used to exercise his power and authority. The shepherd would use his rod to defend himself if he had to defend his sheep from predators. The shepherd would also use his rod to discipline sheep that insisted on going astray. God had to use the rod on David more than once. But David recognized that God's discipline came out of God's love. So David saw the rod of God as an instrument of comfort. What is the staff? It was a long stick that had a crook in the handle. The shepherd could use the staff to pull a sheep closer to him, or gently nudge the sheep in the direction the sheep needed to go. David knew the Lord was keeping a close eye on him, and he took that 
as a comforting thing. The Lord prepared a table before David in the presence of his enemies. If David never had any enemies, he wouldn't have learned how God could provide for him no matter what they did. Psalm 56, 4. Not sure where we're at. Okay. In God I will praise his words. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Psalm 118, verse 6. David knew God intimately because God took David through some rough times and proved his faithfulness. How about us? Have we learned to know God better through our trials? Or do we always take the easy way out and never really see God working through in a tough situation? David knew his God in a very personal and intimate way, but he also knew God loved his chosen people. He truly believed that the people of his nation were the Lord's people. Many years before the time of David, Moses had delivered the words of God. Leviticus 26.12 For David to have the Lord walk with him was a very personal, real thing. And he knew that this is what God had intended for his people as well. God wants people personally and collectively to seek him. Second Chronicles 7.14, that well-known prescription for national revival says, For a nation to turn back to God, it is necessary that God's people, as individuals, personally and intimately, turn back to God. What does the Bible say about an intimate relationship with God? Got a lot of verses here. Psalm 63, 1 through 6. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee, Psalm 91, 1 through 16. The dwellings in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He has made us, and He is my fortress, my God. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. 
Shivas said his love upon me, and therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. James 4, 8. I don't know if you notice in Psalm 91, um, Satan quoted, quoted scripture there. Uh, when he was tempting the Lord. Um, it says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Um, so, Satan's even good at Scripture. But David, he was able to walk with God because he knew God personally and intimately. So, number one, David knew God, and then David what God? God loves people, but unrequited Love can be a painful thing. On the other hand, when two people love each other with all their hearts, it's a wonderful and beautiful thing. David loved God and knew that God loved him. He wanted this to be a reality for others as well. Now, David loved God. Hair fly log. Anybody got that one? Ooh. Gratefully. David loved God gratefully. Psalm 116, 1 through 9. Where do we stop there? Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrow of death comforts me, and painful as hell that I hold upon me. I found solace and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, let me come forward. Blessed is the Lord, and The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. David loved God out of gratitude for all God had done for him. God heard David's voice. God heard David's prayers, and God always listened to David when he prayed. David had trouble and sorrow and pain, and he always found mercy and grace when he went to God. How can you not love someone who is always there for you, no matter what, no matter when, and no matter the reason? David was brought low by persecution and by grief, even by problems he had caused for himself. But when David went to God, he always found exactly what he needed. He found deliverance from death, deliverance from sorrow, 
and deliverance from temptation. David loved God out of gratitude. You know, just a little note here, side note. I uh, have a lot of respect for people who have a relationship with God. Sometimes I meet somebody who I feel like has a really tender, close relationship with God, but they're always in trouble with them. Um, they, you know, but they, they come back. But, you know, I, I look at it and I admire that that thought that they, they have that relationship. And uh, they know when they're whipped and <laughs> they have that type of a relationship. And, um, you know, yeah, it's good that they should uh, be more obedient, but I do admire when I see somebody like that who's tender and uh, knows the Lord. In 2 Samuel 6, 12 through 15, we read the Ark of the Covenant being returned to its rightful place inside the temple. David was so joyful and thankful that it is said that he danced before the Lord. In 1 Chronicles 16, we see David under the leadership of the Holy Spirit reminding the children of Israel all that they had to be grateful for to God. Number one, all his wondrous works. Number two, his holy name, his strength, his judgments, his covenant, his goodness and mercy. David illustrates beautifully this truth. Thankfulness will invariably lead to thankfulness. Thankfulness will invariably lead to thankfulness. It is wise to take time on a regular basis to stop and think about all that we have to thank God for. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God hath done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. Now, something you may not think about it, Tim and Esther. She's not here, but um, continue to be like this. The, the, you always express thankfulness for things. Uh, that's not a common trait <laughs> with people. And that, that's a really good trait to have, to always be expressing thankfulness, obviously to God, but then also to others. Psalm 100, 1 through 5. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations here's an illustration a study once conducted of 50 people who were over 100 years old and still healthy the researchers surveyed each person's diet exercise, schedule, lifestyle, and habits, searching for common practices. Surprisingly, all of the basics, health, eating, consistent exercise, and other areas of life, varied widely among the study participants. In the end, the researchers discovered only two main habits that were common. 
The first was a practice of gratefulness. Nine out of ten said that when they awake up in the morning, their attitude is gratefulness for the gift of another day. The second habit was forgiveness. Nine out of ten of those studied didn't hold grudges. They forgave frequently and refused to hang on to any negative thoughts. This study proved that it is physically healthy to be thankful. Similarly, if we are to have healthy love for God, we must start by being grateful for all He has done for us. All right. So David loved God gratefully. David loved God how? <coughs> Devotedly. Good. Devotedly. Psalm 116, 12 through 19. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, <clears throat> praise ye the Lord. Love is just not how you feel. Love is what you do. And when we say that David loved God, we're saying that David served him. David asked the question in verse 12, God has been so good to me, I love him so much, what can I do to show it? There was no question of paying God back. David knew he could never do enough for him. So here are some of the things he did. He testified in public of the goodness of the Lord. He praised God and he prayed to Him. He publicly dedicated himself to the service of God and followed through with His promises. He offered to others the comfort God had given to him. David could never earn or repay what God has done for him. But he could live his life for God. He could express his gratitude in words and in his deeds. Say the name David, and most people will automatically think, and Goliath. If there's a singular heroic action which is tied to David's life, it is killing the killing of Goliath. While it is true that David became a champion for God, it is important to note the foundational reason why he did what he did. David stated that he would take the battle to Goliath for one simple reason that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, 1 Samuel 17, 46. This was David's heartbeat from the time of his youth. David was committed to furthering the cause of God, to lifting up his banner, and to letting all other contenders and pretenders know that there was but one God, and his name was Jehovah. Do we really love God? Can people tell by the way we talk? Can people tell by the way we live? Here's an illustration. A bodybuilder was once asked to be a guest on a television program. When asked his purpose for developing such strength, he proudly flexed his muscles. Indeed, his strength was impressive. Muscles bulged and ripped from chest to calf. But what do you use all those muscles for, the host persisted. 
Again, the bodybuilder demonstrated his strength and he flexed for the camera. When the program host asked a third time what was the purpose of the man's strength, the bodybuilder had no answer. His strength was for admiration only, not for specific use. Spiritually speaking, we need to have spiritual muscle, not to impress others, but to strengthen our walk with God. Trials will come in our lives just as they came in David's. But when those trials come, we must endure as David did and show our devoted love for God. Point number three, David three-week ad for God. I agree. See how this is outlines put together, huh? The phrase walked with God is only mentioned in the Bible after two names, Enoch and Noah. Genesis 5, 22 and 24. Go ahead and read both of those. Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and he begat sons and daughters. Enoch walked with God and he was not. Genesis 6, 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. But as we look at the life of David, we can see a man who also was fundamentally in agreement with God. He saw things as God saw them. He wanted to live his life according to God's word. Amos 3, 3. If you're walking together with somebody, it means you're going in the same direction. You're not going off to the right or to the left, but straight on. You're going at the same pace. You're not getting ahead of the other person and not getting behind. Viewing the lives of others, we cannot help but wonder why some people would be so foolish to argue with the person or precepts of God. And yet most would admit that we have all at one time or another argued with God. But surely the wisest thing sheep can ever do is follow their shepherd. David agreed with God how? Submissively. Submissively. Psalm 119, 9 through 12. Go ahead and read 9 through 12 wherever we're at. Is it me? <laughs> Psalm 119, 9 through 12. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. David submitted himself to the word of God. It was his rule book. It was his guidebook. It was his answer key. It was his roadmap. It was his GPS. It had all of the answers to all of his questions. Sounds like a phone. <laughs> 
David wanted to have a clean life, and he knew the way to have it was to listen to and obey God's word. He sought God with his whole heart. He knew God's word was the right way, and he wanted to stick to it. David wanted to stay away from sin, and he knew the key to that was having God's word locked in his heart. As we submit ourselves to the word of God, we'll develop more and more of a heart for God and a walk with God. Although David was a great leader, he knew he still needed to submit to God. As young men, man, as a young man, we see David was submissive to his father. He went when and where his father told him to go. 1 Samuel 17, 17 through 20. This type of submission is still commanded today. Ephesians 6, 1. Did you hear that, Levi? <laughs> David submitted to the prophet Nathan in 1 Chronicles 17, 4, 16, and 16, and 23 through 27. He took Nathan's instruction and criticism. Sometimes God's men tell us, under the discretion of God, something that goes against our will. God expects us to act as submissive servants. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Most importantly, David submitted to God. David's life is a continual example of one who would almost always go when God told him to go and stop when God told him to stop. Our submission to God is determined by the way we trust his word and obey it despite our agreeing with it. Proverbs 3, go ahead read 5 and 6. The word submit involves a willingness to place oneself under the dictates and direction of another. Sub is a Latin and Greek prefix, which always means under. The word submarine is taken from sub, meaning under, and mar, meaning sea. Submariners are the only sailors who willingly and readily put themselves under the sea. As submariners are in the minority of all sailors, it is probably also true that only a minority of Christians willingly put themselves under the rule of God. But as David demonstrated, if we are to be in agreement with God, we will first be in submission to him. Our last point here. David agreed with God. Consistently. Psalm 119, 13 through 16. Okay, and read all of it. God's word never changes, and God himself never changes. Malachi 3, 6. Psalm 119.89. Forever, O Lord, the word is settled in heaven. 
Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Peter spoke of the unchanging and unchangeable word of God, 1 Peter 1, 23 through 25. The Word of God is consistent, dependable, and trustworthy. As we live our lives based on the always consistent Word of God, we will find ourselves living more consistent lives. To consistently agree with God, we must consistently be in touch with God. God's Word tells us to pray without ceasing in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. David testified that prayer was a constant throughout his life in Psalm 55, 17, he said, Is it me? David was consistently crying out to God because he knew that God would hear him. If we were more aware of the reality of God hearing our prayers, we would more likely be consistent and frequent with our prayers. Are we consistent in talking to God? Are we consistent in allowing God to speak to us? Kind of ends with that thought in mind. The conclusion, there's no doubt that the combination of David's knowing God, loving God, and agreeing with God helped to knit his heart with God. It'd be a wonderful thing if God were to look down now and see his people striving to have the same attributes in their lives today. As God looks at our hearts, does he find us to be people after his own heart? Do we know him today? Do we love him? Do we agree with him? Quite the challenge there to dare to, to walk with God. All right. Did anybody have any thoughts on their mind or about the lesson? Anything that popped out to them that they'd like to, to share? All right, all I can say is, you know, I, I really do enjoy people who really love God and have a relationship. You can tell. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually quite obvious. And um, covers a lot of things. And uh, so we should be like that as well. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this lesson. And uh, as we see how David loved you, how he agreed with you, he knew you, and um, how he developed this relationship with you. And, and we can look at that and we can glean from that in our lives and help us uh, to grow closer to you today through this study of David. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed.
Hey, hey. That's all right. He's about to go down, ain't he? He's about to go down, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Did Micah get a nap? He did get a nap. Okay. He's, he's in this weird point where he almost needs two naps, but huh. he generally take a long nap. So he takes a long nap. Yeah. Usually on the day, so he takes a short nap. He needs it's another short like nap. Gotcha. So. I'm going to take a nap and not at all. The Adventures of Wild Mike. Hello. I get to pick up my clip. Pick up what? How's Grace doing? Is she doing any better today or just pretty much the same? Yeah. 